Amen. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Thank you, Pastor Andy, for that. Isn't that a blessing to hear the histories behind many of these hymns? The way that the Lord touched many others in the past. And I pray that that'll be a great blessing to us, especially as we go out this week prepared to serve Him. I want to direct your attention for a few moments to <clears throat> excuse me, Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and verse 43. I want to talk about drawing nigh to God. As James tells us, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. As we go out this week still meditating upon the word of God that we've heard today and then the hymn histories that we have heard. It's my prayer that all of us will desire a deeper relationship with God, that we will follow Jesus, not just as a matter of course, that it would not become mechanical to us, but that we would do so with a heart of passionate faith, truly desiring Him. And there are great rewards for a person who does that. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 43, We read, And a woman having an issue or a flow of blood, twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, came behind the Lord Jesus, and touched the border or the tassel of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched, or it stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied... Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue or power is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he, Jesus, said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Father, we thank you for your precious word. And as we have these few moments together, We pray that we would truly desire you, that we would pursue you with passionate faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we go out this week, one of the greatest temptations that we have is to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. And what we need to do is every single day is to have that time when we come apart and we have that private time with the Lord. How do we know and get to know God? Well, we do it through the Word of God and through prayer. This book does not become the Word of God. It is the Word of God. Now, Jesus is not with us in person. One day He will be. What a day that will be. But He meets with us through His Word. That's why we need to take this book so seriously. Friends, this book will change your life. 
as you get into it. But you must respond in faith, and you must take God at his word. I want you to notice, number one, Christ is present to meet our need. This hemorrhaging or flow of blood made this woman ceremonially unclean. You can find those regulations in Leviticus chapter 15, verses 25 through 30. Anyone who touched her would also be ceremonially unclean. So this explains the fear that she had. She was really not supposed to be doing this out in a crowd, thronging with with other people or, or touching someone. She was a social outcast. And no doubt she labored under these ceremonial restrictions that she had to observe. She would have been unable to worship in the temple or in the synagogue. She was expected to avoid contact with others. She was probably unmarried. And what a good illustration this is of the pain and the alienation that sin brings. Now, disease is not sin, but it was because of sin entering into the world that we have disease. And that's why many times the Bible uses things like leprosy to picture what sin does. And in this case, with this illness that this woman had, it separated her from others. And the Gospel of Mark tells us in chapter 5 and verse 26, very similarly, that she had suffered many things of many physicians. There are people in our congregation who could sympathize. I praise the Lord for good doctors, and I praise the Lord for medical technology. But still, we live under the curse of sin, and that will not change until the Lord returns. So as much as doctors and nurses and medical professionals can do for us, there are some things that are totally beyond their knowledge and beyond any kind of help that we would have on this earth. The Bible said that she had spent all that she had. Again, nothing much changes, does it? Medical care could be very, very expensive back in those days as well. The Bible says she was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse in the book of Mark. Just as an illustration, the Jewish Talmud records 11 different remedies to stop an issue or hemorrhage of blood. So they had different cures and techniques that they would try, and sometimes they would work, and sometimes they would not. I've known some people who have had terminal cancer, and when they get the diagnosis, they try all sorts of of cures. And some of them are are natural. Some of them, uh, they try uh, medication or, or special drugs that have been developed. You know, if I were in that situation, I would do the same thing. But for this woman, there was no cure. Whatever she tried, it didn't work. Now, what is an illustration that is of a person who is in sin and under the curse of God? You see, we have needs that no one in this world can cure. And the greatest need of all is sin, what sin does to us. So we see that this woman is a great illustration of that fact. There are things in this world that no one can cure. But when we come to Christ, then we find the cure. We find salvation. 
because only God can forgive us and only He can cleanse us from sin. Only God can generate new life within us. I want you to notice then, number one, Christ is present to meet our need. He is able to do this. This woman had searched far and wide, but no one could meet her need. Maybe there's a need in your life today. Maybe you're going to carry it into this week. Maybe you've carried it around for years. Maybe it's mental, maybe it's physical, maybe it's a combination of the two, some kind of anxiety or fear that you have. And friend, let me counsel you. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. And especially if there is a person here who is lost, come to Christ and be saved. Come to Him for forgiveness of sins. There are some things in this world that no one can cure, but Jesus can. He is the great physician. The greatest need that we have is spiritual, and He meets that need. He is present to meet our need, and He is willing to meet that need. I want you to notice, number two, He is able to meet our need. It's one thing to have a person who is willing If I had the gift of healing, I would go to the hospitals. I would empty them out. I would go around the world to continents all over the globe. My heart is broken when I see these little children. Some of them are starving. Some of them are disease-ridden. I would heal all of them, but I, I don't have that power. Now, Jesus is not only willing, but he is able. He is able. There came behind him this woman, and she touched the tassel of his garment. And James Russell Miller says this. He says, when among all earth's millions, one person intentionally reaches out a hand to feel after Christ, to touch him with a purpose, Jesus instantly knows the pressure of that touch and turns to answer it. He knows when any heart wants him, no matter how obscure the person, how poor, how hidden away in the crowd. Blessing came that day to none in that crowd, as far as we know, except to this poor sick woman who touched Christ's clothes. It came to her because she had a burden on her heart and she sought Christ's help. Aren't you glad that Christ is never too busy? He is never too pressed or too crowded to meet our needs. And there are some of you that have needs. Maybe you miss someone who passed away and you still have that grief in your heart. The Lord Jesus is there for you. He can meet that need. Maybe you have a physical need. Perhaps there is pain that you deal with daily. This is where we as a church congregation always need to be sympathetic for one another. When a person lives in chronic pain, it affects every part of their lives. And there are people in our congregation who go through this. So it's easy to rejoice with those who rejoice, but how about weeping with those who weep? sorrowing with them. How about praying for them? 
But here's the last application, and that is there are many, many people who come in contact with Christ. How many people in this neighborhood have had some word about Jesus, and they, they've heard the gospel? In this country, it's hard not to hear about Jesus. I'm sure there are people who have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. But there are so many who are familiar with him in some way. They're like that crowd. They're thronging, but they really don't know him personally. Not too many people reach out to him in sincere faith. My friends, we can be the same way if we're not careful. We can come every Sunday. We can hear the sermons. We can hear Sunday school. And yet our hearts can be hardened against the Lord. Maybe I'm talking to someone here. You've got a grudge against someone. There are hard feelings in your heart towards others. And what you need is a touch of the master's hand. You need to touch the hem of his garment. You need his power in your life. You need to grow closer to him. And in the process, grow closer to that brother or sister that you have an issue with. You see, there are all kinds of things that we need to be healed of, my friend. It's not just physical. We need Jesus to cleanse us of that sin in our lives. And we need it every single day. We are a sinful people. We are in need. And that's the kind of person that gets the attention of Christ. And so you can be in a planet of billions of people. But friends, if you earnestly desire God, and if you come to Him needy and confessing your need, you'll find Him available. You'll find Him present. You'll find Him conscious of you. Boy, can you imagine having to keep up with billions of people on this earth? And yet, He has the hairs of our head numbered. It's no sweat for God. He knows all things. He never gets too busy. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but we don't need call waiting. We don't need to leave a message. He's always available for us. What a God we serve. The question is, are we feeling after him in sincerity? Because you can put on a show for me. You may, you may have come here for, for years and years, and, and, and all of us... You know, people may think of us as, as fine Christian people. You may be serving the Lord in some capacity, but your heart is cold and indifferent. I hope that's not you tonight. You need to come to Christ and have him meet your need. You see, number three, he is willing to meet our need. This woman was afraid, but she had no need to be afraid because Jesus said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now, I want to explain that. Our faith is the means that God uses. It is Christ who heals. You see, there are some things in this world, and I, I could believe as much as I want that I'm, that I'm going to be healed. I, I can believe that I'm going to make a million dollars this next week. It's just not going to happen, okay? The power is not in my faith. Faith is the means by which we please God. It's God who does the work. 
But the Bible clearly teaches without faith, it is what? Impossible to please Him. We need to take Him at His word. Again, James Miller says this, The people were crowding against Jesus, and many people touched Him. But there was one touch different from the others. There was a heart's cry in it, a pleading, a piteous supplication. It was a touch of faith inspired by a deep sense of need. It was not an accidental touch, a mere touch of nearness. It was intentional. And so in every company, there are some who are close and yet receive no blessing because there is no faith in their touching. Then there are those who are no nearer, but who reach out their hands in faith and touch Christ's clothes and go away helped and comforted. Let us seek Him this week, genuinely, in sincerity. We are a needy people, but Christ is willing and able to meet our needs. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we've had together, singing praise to you and then this time in your word. As we go out this week, Lord, I pray that you would meet the deep needs of the hearts here tonight. And I pray that we would genuinely seek you, that others would see Christ in us, and that they would be drawn to the Savior as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name.